I'm going to read the passage. Luke chapter 38, verse 40, uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. Uh, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Amen. Just want to say hello to everyone here once again. Say hello to everyone online listening to our podcast. Shout out to AB, who's listening to our podcast from Norway, I think he is now, still. AB, if you listen to this, post on my Facebook page this week. Let's see if that works again. Hey, (laughs) how's everyone doing? Everyone doing okay? Okay, yes, yes. You good? You good? Um, I want to start off with this really simple question, right? Are you present? Are you present? You know, when you you get a school, you know, and the the teacher's calling the roll. You know, I, I I, I never knew why people said it, but it's like, you know, people go, you know, Stephen Char, here. I don't know if they still do that at school. Do they still do that at school, primary school? Teachers are nodding their head, cool. Do kids say present? They, they get present. I, don't know. I remember when I first heard it, I was like, yes, I'd like a present. You know, like. Uh, there's a difference between are you here and are you present? And that's what I want to talk about tonight because that's what I think is something that is so damaging, actually, to our soul. I think in our lives, so many times we're there, but we're not actually present. How many times do we turn up? The body is there, but the mind is somewhere completely elsewhere. That might be for you. I might be speaking to you right now, where your body is here, but your mind is elsewhere. Or your spirit is elsewhere. You know, you might be sitting in this room with a smile on your face, ears open, heart ready. But your thoughts are, I wonder what we're having for dinner tonight. (laughs) Being present doesn't just mean being there physically or being accounted for. Being present means to be focused and engaged in the person or the task at hand. Being present requires a focused engagement of every aspect of our being, including the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Being present. Can I tell you, I've been doing ministry for 12 years now, and one of the best things about being the preacher is that you can tell who is there and who is present. I tell you, one of the biggest indicators... It's the mobile phone. I'm just saying, if you're reading your Bible on your mobile phone, then that's okay. The mobile phone has become one of the greatest hindrances to the idea of being present, whether it be in relationship, whether it be in church, 
whether it be at home. And you know what? To, to put the choice very simply for each and every one of us in whatever situation we're in, you've got a choice of two. You can either be present or you're going to be absent. There's no such thing as being kind of present. There's no such thing as, I'm, I'm kind of there. No, 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 no. You're there or you're not. You're there or you're not. I remember when our, our boys were little, before Anna was even around, we took the boys to um, the aquarium. And, uh, you know, for, for little Ben, it was the first time he'd been to the aquarium. And we thought, man, there's going to be sharks. There's going to be stingrays. And I remember we went down to the underwater thing, right? And you see it, right? And you see these massive stingrays go across your head. And the sharks like right next to your face and these big grope fish. And, and you're like, wow. And, 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 and I thought, man, Ben's going to be so impressed. Do you know what Ben was impressed with? The PowerPoint. <laughs> that was there at the bottom. All of this was happening. And he missed it. He missed it completely because he was distracted. I wonder, I wonder in our relationships with God, I wonder when you walked into church tonight, I wonder if that's you. I wonder if we are here but maybe not here. Jesus turns up to the house of Martha, and this is a story that we know very well. He's, he, Martha is a very generous person. She opens up her house to Jesus, not just Jesus, but his disciples, the whole entourage. And we have this situation where Jesus walks into the house, and he meets two sisters, right? The older being Martha and the younger being Mary. And, and, and the, the amazing thing is the two sisters, exactly same situation have two complete different responses to Jesus. You see, Martha, Martha was the older sister. She was the owner of the house. She was the one hosting Jesus. And, and, and we see that when Jesus comes in, she was distracted because of the preparations. Preparations for what? For the meal. You know, maybe she was cooking. Maybe she was cleaning. You know, like if Jesus is going to walk, you know, into your house, you want it to be clean, right? You want to, you know... Put on good food if Jesus is going to walk into your house. Okay? But she was distracted. And that's what it says in verse 40. She was distracted. Can I tell you, we live in a society where we live in distraction. We, there, there are so many things that distract us from what we're meant to be doing. Starting off with the mobile phone. Starting off with friends and family. And can I tell you this? And, and, and you know, sometimes we, we miss this, but not every distraction is necessarily an evil thing. You know, we can be distracted by good things too. You know, not necessarily uh, evil things distracting us away from God. Sometimes it's actually good things that are distracting us. Like Martha, what was she doing? She was preparing to host Jesus. What was wrong with that? Nothing. But it wasn't the most important thing. And then you've got, that's Martha. And then you've got Mary, the younger sister, who in verse 39 we see, sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. Same house, same family, same Jesus. And yet a completely different response. Can I tell you that that is the difference 
between being present and being absent. Both sisters were there, but only one of them was present with Jesus. Story goes on. Martha has a cry. Jesus, tell my sister to come and help me do the work. Can't you see what I'm doing? I'm cleaning. Can't you see that I'm cooking? Look at all these things that I'm doing for you. Tell Mary to come and help me. I don't think that's wrong of what Martha is asking. But Jesus' response is going to show us what he thinks about this. So in this is verse 41. Let me read. Martha, Martha. You are worried, you are upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Jesus makes it loud and clear. What is better is to be sitting there doing nothing but being present than running around doing a whole bunch of stuff but being distracted, making you absent. Jesus is saying it is more important for us to be present than to be absent. Everyone knows how bad an absent parent is. For some of us, we grew up with absent parents. You know, Everyone knows how bad it would be to be in a marriage with an absent spouse, someone that's there but not really there. And the damage that that can do to the relationship. Let me ask you, in your relationship with God, in your interaction with God, is that you? Are you there but not there? Are you present? Or are you absent? How do I know? How do I know if I'm there? How do I know? You know, like, it, it's all good to say, look, it's, it, you have to be present and you can't be absent. And, and for a lot of us, we're like, well, how, how do we know that? You know, words like, are you focused? Are you engaged? Let me ask, when you turned up to church tonight, right? And I think this is a really good one, right? When you turned up to church tonight, Right? Were you thinking about church? Were you thinking about the people at church? Were you thinking about, I wonder what, what songs they're going to do at church? I wonder what outfit that Albert's going to be wearing at church. You know, like, were you thinking about those things or were you thinking about, oh man, I've got a busy week? I hope the sermon's real short today so I can go home. And get on with my life. And no, the sermon will not be short. I'm just saying yes. <laughs> Jokes. Were you engaged? When you rocked in this today, were you like, I'm ready to engage with God? Or were you, I'm ready to just do what I need to do and get on with my life? Are you present? I'm not asking, are you here? Because obviously you're here. But are you present? You know, the harsh reality is that sometimes, and this is, I think, sometimes how we think. 
Sometimes we think that because we cannot see God, because we cannot physically see God, that, that sometimes we think that God cannot see us. And so we can be in the room and not be present, and that's okay, because God can't see us. And can I tell you, just like any absent parent, any absent child, any absent spouse, that absence is so damaging. It's so damaging to your relationship with whoever it is, whether you are the one that is present or absent. It's not okay. And I know with God, it's not okay. So, once again, how can we work it out? There's a quote that I read uh, while preparing, and it said this, the first thing to recognize, I think it should be up there, the first thing to recognize is that we can really only do one thing at a time. So we ought to do that thing wholeheartedly. Most of our time is spent in the past or the future rather than the present moment. What we end up doing is passing through that moment on the way to somewhere else. And in doing so, we miss that moment. Can I tell you, for so many of us in our lives, we are either stuck with things in the past about what's happened to us in the past, or we're so driven to what's happening in the future that we really miss the now. We miss the now. You know, some, some of us are thinking about what, what God has been doing in our lives in the past, and some of us are, are so concerned about what, what God's going to do or not do in the future that we, we forget that, that God is present and He's doing something now. See, when we're distracted or worried about things in our lives, we, we miss what's right in front of us, and that's God Himself. Martha was so distracted by doing good things, by wanting to serve Jesus and serve the disciples. And look, as I said, they're good things. But she missed the most important thing, and that was Jesus himself. The funniest thing about it, when, we're in, when we get into this situation about being present and being absent is this. Sometimes we find ourselves struggling through life, feeling sad or empty, feeling weak. And what we start doing is we start pointing the finger at God and, go, and, and, and doing this, where are you? We start questioning whether God is present in our lives. We accuse God for being the absent father when things aren't going our way. But is it really that God is absent? Is it really that God can ever be absent? When we focus on God, when we make ourselves present to God, when we engage with God physically, you know, by coming to church, by going to life group, by going to prayer meeting, when we engage with God emotionally, when we share when we share our deepest desires with God in our prayers, when we engage with Him spiritually, when we're, we're listening and, and, and hearing His voice for guidance, we don't do that to make God turn up to us. See, sometimes we think that. I'm going to worship God, and as I worship God, God will come. I'm going to pray, 
And the more I pray, God's going to come closer to me because he hasn't been there. We engage and focus with God, not because we want to make God present, but it's to make us present. It's for us to become present. That's why we engage with God. Here's another quote. God is no present, no more present in church than in a pub. But generally, we are more present to God in church than in the pub. The problem of presence is not with God, but is with us. So, how do we become more present? How can we be more present? With God. How can we avoid being absent in our relationship with God? Psalm 46.10 reads this. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. That is the answer of how we can learn to be present in our relationship with God. You know, so many times when we have problems in our lives, the solution is go and do something. Go and do this. You know, here's a 10-step program of how you can be more present with God. But the Bible tells us that actually for us to be more present, we've actually got to stop. It said, we live, we live in the, the, the busiest days ever. We live in, in the most technologically advanced society ever. We are bombarded by marketing and media and advertising every day of our lives, every moment of our lives. We are living in the most distracted generation ever. And so God calls us to do something that is completely countercultural. And he says, be still. He says, be still. You know the, the self-help books, right? 15 ways to become a better you. Why do I need 15 ways? I just need one way, you know? But God never says, hey, you want to be present, you need to go and do this, you need to go do this, and you need to do He actually says, no, you need to stop, and you need to be still. See, stillness, see, this idea of stillness doesn't sit right in our hearts, especially if you're an extrovert, especially if you're a problem solver, Okay? You know, like being still is a sign in our society of, of, of like stagna stagnation. When you're still, nothing's moving. You're not, you're not progressing. You're not, nothing's happening for you. So why would you want to be still? Because the world tells, you, tells us that when we're still, we're being inefficient and ineffective. We're being worthless. It's a weakness to be still. But God calls us to be still. He calls us to be still. And in that stillness, to recognize 
who God is. To recognize that it's not us that achieves success or faithfulness in our lives. Really, really in our relationship with God, it's the work of God. It's the work of God that is moving, not us. So what does this look like? For some of us, it's taking a few moments in the morning when we wake up, brush our teeth, and instead of going straight to our calendars, straight off to work, to our meetings, to take a moment to just be still before God and acknowledge that the only reason why you have breath to live today is because of God. For some of us, we need some extended time with God. For some of us, we need to take an afternoon off. Go for a walk on the beach. Go climb a mountain. Do anything in between. Some of us, we, we, we just need some time to stop the things that we are so consumed with. And we need to stop that because we need to realize that the only thing that we should be consumed with is God himself. Can I be really controversial? For some of us, you need to turn your phone off. <sighs> All right, that's a big one, right? And my wife's looking at me because that's me as well. <laughs> You know, for some of us, the mobile phone is not just a source of convenience. No, the, can I tell you, the mobile phone for some of us in our lives is, is a stumbling block in your relationship with God. It's just as simple as that. I'm not saying that the phone is evil, but the way that you use that phone is not helping you. It distracts you. You know, for some of you tonight, you're like, well, I don't really know what it means to be present in a relationship with God because you've never had a relationship with God. And that's okay. You know? Maybe you've been living your life and you've been trying to engage in the things of this world, trying to find meaning, trying to find purpose. And you're like, why am I here? You know, what's the reason of my existence? You know, why am I living this life? And what happens at the end of it? And you've just been seeking and searching for a purpose and a reason. And, and all you will find in this world is brokenness, chaos, and loneliness. St. Augustine, known as one of the church fathers, one of the early church pastors, shortly after he met God, and it says shortly after his con- conversion, right? He wrote, this, uh, he wrote these words, and I just want to share this with you. And he says this, he says, Late have I loved you, O beauty ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved you. You were within me, but I was outside. And it was there I searched for you. In my unloveliness, I plunged into the lovely things that you created. You were with me, but I was not with you. Can I tell you, 
from God's perspective, He is present. He is present in each and every one of our lives. It's not that God is not present in our lives that we don't have a relationship with Him, nor the people outside of these walls. God is present. He was always there. He will always be there. But it's us. It's us that chooses not to be present. It's us that was not there in the place where God was. I really want to challenge you tonight. And one of the reasons why we did change up the service is because I wanted to give you an extended time of reflection after the service. Are you present? Like, if you're not, if you're not engaging God on a day-to-day basis, if you're not, you know, uh, dwelling in His Word, if you're not living by His Spirit, if you're not being led and, and guided by Him, well, it means that you're being led and guided by something else. And obviously, that's not God. Can I just say, not that God is insecure and not that, you know, He needs you to be a good friend, but uh, the best way we can honor God, it's actually not to go and do a million things around the world for Him. It's to sit at His feet and be present. Be present. 